Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom, and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm Michael Bernstein, the rabbi of Congregation Gesher Torah in Alpharetta, Georgia. We are on Psachim Tzadi Aleph, the 91st page, and this is my last daf that I will have the privilege of learning with you this week. Our Mishnah deals with the situation, actually on the bottom of the previous daf, of five different people who find themselves in a situation where they may not be able to eat of the Passover sacrifice, but at the moment when the sacrifice is slaughtered, they very well may be in a valid situation where they could eat from it. In other words, the slaughter is being done at a time when they can be allowed to participate even though there may be reason to believe that by the time the eating takes place on the evening of Pesach, they may not be able to partake. These people are the Onen, a person who has lost a close relative and yet to bury them, a Mifakeach etagal, someone who's clearing a pile of rubble after a disaster, who might come across a person buried in the rubble who has died and therefore become tameh, become impure because of contact with the corpse. Also, a person who has been promised to be released from prison by nightfall, or a sick person, or an old person. The first two, the onen, who will possibly come in contact with the dead body that he must bury, and the one clearing the rubble, who again may or may not find that he is in the presence of a corpse that renders him impure. In those two situations, it is the fear of impurity. In the last three situations, a prison, a sick person, and an old person, it's a fear that they will not have the ability to eat the minimum amount, an olive's bulk, a kezayat, of the sacrifice. And, of course, for the case of the sick person or old person, it's out of an inability to, uh, to digest it at that time. And in terms of a person in prison, the situation is that he or she may not be released from prison in time to eat from the sacrifice. In all of these cases, however, it says that a person may have a paschal sacrifice slaughtered on their behalf because at the time of the slaughter they are eligible. But, the Mishnah says, only if they're part of a bigger group, that they're registered to be part of a bigger group, so that the entire slaughter is not done in vain. Our Gemara, on the top of Tzadi Aleph, makes a distinction in one of the cases, the case of the person who is imprisoned, because the issue is that they are destined, or they are promised to be released by the evening in time to eat from the paschal sacrifice, the only issue is whether or not that release will go through. So we're told that only in the case of a person imprisoned 
amongst the non-Jews, or here called Kochavim, the idolaters, will we go ahead and say that this person cannot have the Passover sacrifice slaughtered on his or her behalf only, the issue being that perhaps there will be a delay in justice and they will not be released and the sacrifice will go to waste. But if this person is imprisoned amongst Jews, then we assume that Jews will follow through and this person will be released from prison in time to eat and therefore not only may it be slaughtered on his behalf, but it may be slaughtered on his behalf alone because we're not worried that he will not be released. The Gemara goes on further to clarify that in the case of the non-Jewish prison, it's only if it's outside the walls of Jerusalem where the release is necessary in order for him to go into Jerusalem to eat from the Paschal sacrifice. If it is within Jerusalem, however, then again it may be slaughtered on his behalf because his portion may be brought to him in prison. That's the image that I find fascinating, that someone could partake of the Feast of Freedom while being in prison. In fact, being in a prison that is a non-Jewish prison, being at the hands of the authorities. While the Talmud tells us that the purpose of the distinctions in these laws are whether or not we can trust those who are running the prison to follow through on the release, or as the Talmud relates it to, to act not in iniquity or speak lies and follow through on their promises, there is this fallback situation that even if a person remains imprisoned because we cannot trust their jailers, if it's within the walls of Jerusalem, they can still partake of the Paschal sacrifice. What would it be like to have the Pesach with matzah and marur and eat it in remembrance of going out of Egypt from slavery while a person is still in many ways a slave, a slave to being in prison. I think this is a reminder for us of one of the major themes of Pesach, which is that even as we celebrate freedom, we also are aware that in many ways we still are slaves, both from the fact that we are not completely free from all of the factors that enslave us, and also because there are still slaves in the world, and while there are those who are still enslaved, we cannot be truly free. I'm going to take a personal note because this is the last daf that I'm doing and because this is a momentous day. It happens to be that in this cycle, I am recording this daf, not on the time that it is being heard, but on August 28th of 2013. It's the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington. And I think it's a fitting way to think about this moment in which we focus on the concept of can you truly be free while someone is still enslaved. And yet, even while being enslaved, or in this case imprisoned, you can still commemorate eating the Paschal sacrifice and going out of Egypt. The work must be done even and especially while we are still not completely free. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.